0: And stay tuned. Coming up next is an Encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown show. Fortunately, Loretta is on her little hiatus over to Egypt for the next few weeks. So we're going to bring you some great Encore presentations from the last few years. And today's show is back from July of 2022 with integrative and embodied dream work and healing expert, Dr. Linda Schiller. Enjoy.
1: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show Radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Benny, that moon, and we had clear skies.
0: That was crazy to see this morning. Like it was. I mean, I'm up earlier, so I it popped right up over the top of where because I, I, I moved recently, so uh I'm, I'm taking well i mean i've been doing it for the last year i've been staying down on my girlfriend but it's gonna be more of a permanent situation down there but i get to see a different view every morning now usually i don't get to see the sun come up and over you know the hill now i see it every morning and it's amazing and for beautiful. like you know 15 years i haven't seen it yeah because <laughs> i'm already yeah, here no, but I it hear was you. beautiful
1: i hear you yeah. absolutely breathtaking yeah yeah, it's absolutely incredible. We've got this big, beautiful super moon. I'll talk more about it. But if you've been feeling crazy, I kind of feel like I need to howl at the moon. Yeah. <laughs> but do it safely. Do it smartly. Don't get crazy out there. You know, come on now. I don't know. So, I bet <laughs> a lot of
0: people are doing it in the cars in the in the morning, you know, like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I was driving around last night and saw the moon and almost ran off the road. I went, oh, Yikes. oh look at that. Careful. Right. Careful. The, I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> control yourself it'll be okay (laughs) right but it's beautiful so if you've got clear skies everybody you know the moon shines on all of us Woo! how does that happen i don't even know but do go take a look at it it's 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 gorgeous and um good time to set some intentions so anyway i'm the owner of a reiki oasis located right here in the greater seattle area for the last 27 years and you can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com and Just quick announcements. Um, We do have a couple of things coming up at Reiki Oasis. And you can schedule everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. And a big shout out to my patrons. Thank you so much. This is a listener-supported show. So Capricorn, super full moon. This is the second super full moon in a lineup of three super full moons. And we call them super full moons because they're so close to the Earth that you think maybe you could touch it, right? But full moons draw things out of us. They illuminate, they're truth bringers, right? Illumination. And so it's a powerful time to detox, to release, and of course, to get insight. So there's some tough love energy around this full moon, which is asking us to take responsibility for our actions. We may feel called to step up to the plate and take ownership of what we want or need. And if we've been feeling stuck or stagnant, this full moon can bring a positive shift, but we will have to take the initiative to get things moving. So not only is this super moon in the sign of Capricorn, but it conjuncts Pluto, (laughs) the bulldozer of the Zodiac. And so it's about death and rebirth. And a conjunction with Pluto will have us leave one world and go into the next. So it's, it's sort of like closing a chapter or closing a book. And I really mean it like this one is so powerful and starting a new one. So be prepared for that death birth thing. And some of you might already be experiencing that in your life, sudden shifts. Capricorn is about your career, your work. It's very professional, so it can bring endings and rewards in your professional life. And also in your personal life it deals with structures structures corporate structures government structures family structures the structure of your life hmm maybe capricorn wants to shake it up a little bit and as the planet of the big purge like i said pluto will have us purge what no longer aligns with us personally as a collective it's a great time to start some kind of self-care program get rid of the clutter Some people are doing that or just, I don't know, open up everything, throw it in the middle of the floor and go, I just want those three things and the rest of that can go, right? Now this moon Pluto conjunction, Pluto, is at the very same degree. We had the Saturn Pluto conjunction at the beginning of 2020 when a whole bunch of stuff started to happen and we are still in those energies. So the Saturn Pluto conjunction Was a very destructive energy it's very challenging but it is bringing us into the changes that we are needing some people say we're moving from 3d to 5d some people say we're deconstructing and reconstructing. whatever it is we're going through change and we are in the pluto return for the united states so a lot of things are coming up regarding our personal and world situations a lot of things are being revealed but with a square between Neptune and Venus, and this is badly aspected, there may be confusion about what's the truth? What's not? Am I telling myself the truth about myself or you? Am I projecting? Is there fog between me and the reality of all that is, right? Like, is there a smoke screen that I need to work through? So realize that this fog will be clearing. We are, we will be getting clarity where we are Like I said, moving through a whole lot of energies right now. So normally full moons are are traditionally considered times to let things go. And new moons are the time to launch things, but this moon is different. This one's different and it might be pushing you to just launch something new right now. Why wait, right? Like if you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Come on, you guys. Let's. You know, the sun is up. You know, Betty's got his red shirt on. Loretta's got her red shirt on, right? We've got Linda waiting in the wings, ready to. And we'll balance. send
0: her a red shirt. She'll get one in the. Yeah, we'll, we'll send her a yeah. we'll shirt. Her res- blue shirt. <laughs> Woo-hoo! She's got to balance and, it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. In a moment, I'm going to bring Rome, but I got to bring in one more aspect of astrology. But she's going to talk about what we can do to dream under this full moon. Which, wow, I, I got goosebumps just saying that, Linda. I really did. Now, July 19th, which uh, is that next Tuesday? I think so. Something like that. Yep. Chiron, the wounded healer, is going retrograde through Aries, that hot, fiery, come on, let's go sign, right? And we're giving the gift of reflection when it comes to our healing journey. Now, while we might find ourselves needing to address or resolve past hurts, hmm, traumas, Hmm, Linda, just saying, we can also use this energy to celebrate and we don't often celebrate or acknowledge the hard work that we do to make ourselves more balanced, right? More centered and more loving beings. Sometimes we get so caught up in like, oh, I've got to get to the end that we forget to just say, wow, look how far you've come. You're doing great. You know, come on, let's do it. So we can use Chiron retrograde as our reminder of just how far we have come and make it a point to celebrate all the ways that you have healed. When you do that, by the way, you shift your energy. And you know, they say that (laughs) somebody said to me once, think about what you want and only about what you want and you will get it. Well, you know, that's like, don't think about the pink elephant, right? You know, that's that kind of a thing. But when we do celebrate how far we've healed, we actually shift the energy and we go more toward that direction as opposed to an uh, over-accumulation of that, which we're trying to get away from, right? Now, we also have an alignment of Uranus with the North Node, which is a very slow-moving energy that's going to peak by the end of July and go through August. And I'm only taking so much time today because this is a very rare and unsettling planetary alignment over the next two to three weeks that can trigger powerful events. Uh, Mars will be in Aries from June 26th to August 10th and moving in Vedic astrology into the nakshatra of Ashwini, the first of 27 nakshatras, Ashwini is fiery, volatile, impatient, impulsive. This nakshatra is ruled by K2. And so we need to make sure we do not deteriorate into anger, violence, or war. (sighs) When you open the oven door and that heat gets into your face. Just breathe. Just be cool. Be calm. It's okay. And then Mars moves into Balrani, the nakshatra birthing or breakthroughs around the end of July. And this could bring the energy that a lot of people have been waiting for. Many, Many astrologers have been predicting that there will be something that will explode or clear the air. And that's in a good way. My beautiful listeners, never be startled when I say change is coming. Someone told me one time, Loretta, don't say the word change. I start crying, right? And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. We're all in it together, right? We're here. So this nakshatra I'm talking about is ruled by Yama, the god of death, but it's also ruled by the star Venus. So remember death and rebirth are always happening on our planet. So instead of falling into fear, focus on the energies in the sky as an opportunity for you a support for you to step forward and create the world that's you so long for we really need you and. um, wow, what a great way to bring you into my show Linda I have amazing guests today i'm thrilled to have her Uh, her name is Linda yell Schiller she's an international speaker a psychotherapist and author of an amazing book called pts dreams. Transform your nightmare from trauma through healing dream work. Wow, in her book, Linda shows you how to turn anxiety filled or heart pounding nightmares into resources for spiritual growth. Her original work on understanding layers of a dream uh, th- through a Kabbalah based approach and her nightmare pro- protocol of the Gaia method the Guided Active Imagination Approach, it's all available in her new book. Welcome to the show, Linda. I would much rather have you tell people about you, (laughs) but welcome to the show. What a great time to have you here.
2: Thank you so much. Um, I enjoyed your introduction, and I really loved your astrological uh, setup um for today it was it was really quite profound and beautiful and i could resonate in my personal life and my family life to some of the things you were mentioning
1: yeah thank you for that i'm always so amazed at at how appropriately timed my guests are you know there's a divine hand in it but wow we are on the brink of something new and um you know a lot of people have been traumatized there's a lot of ptsd especially through the last three, couple of years with the pandemic and here in the greater Seattle area you know we were in lockdown for 2 years like you know a long time and so i've i've watched this progression among my clientele of an activation of something so i i really want to bring you in just like full force like how did you get into this dream work and and just begin there tell us a little about yourself and how you got into it
2: okay thank you So um, I will do that. But also just saying I'm in the Boston area. So East Coast, West Coast, we've been in lockdown too. Other parts of the country have different protocols, but ours are are similar. So I I can totally resonate. Um, So as a kid, I didn't remember my dreams very much. I didn't pay an awful lot of attention to them, but I was always... Interested in the spiritual and the unseen and the things that are beyond what we know in our waking life. So, as a child already, I I was drawn to that. Um, I my birthday I'm a Scorpio Sagittarian customer, and I got okay. a lot of both in my chart. So that Scorpionic um, fascination, I guess, with the mystery uh, yes. has always been a part of, of my life, and I was. Um, you know, went to the the mystery side of spirituality and from a pretty early age began looking at the Kabbalah as one of the sources of my uh, information and my spiritual growth. And then I I grew up in the Buffalo area, Buffalo, New York. And after I finished college, I went to Israel and I lived there for five years. I was on a kibbutz for part of the time and did graduate school there, worked with teenage girls, um, I used to joke that I, I spoke proper Hebrew to them and they taught me street slang, so it was a match. <laughs> <that. laughs> um, and then coming back to America after five years, I came to the Boston area and got connected with um, a group of people who are dancers called Dance New England. And in this group, I made some wonderful, wonderful friends. And one of my friends moved up from New York. This is all connected to how I got into dreams. You'll see the thread. Okay. And she came from New York to the Boston area. We had been dancing together at, at you know uh, quarterly gatherings for a couple of years. And she said, I'm so done with New York. It's too much city for me, but the only okay. thing I miss is my dream circle. So I'm gonna start a dream circle in Boston. And then she said, will you be in my dream circle with me? And I just said, yes. And the next thing I said was, what's a dream circle? So there was a part of me that knew to say yes, even before I knew what, she, what exactly it was. And a dream circle, in short, is a group of people who get together on a regular basis to um, explore and work on and understand and manifest the, the dreams that they have. So fast forward, we've been meeting for almost 40 years.
1: Oh, my.
2: Yeah. And some of myself and one other woman who is currently in the circle worked with the original group and the other newbies have only, have only been in the group for like 30 or 35 years, but we've been a long, (laughs) long long-term source of dreams and love and connection. And, and from that place, I studied and I learned and I read and went to workshops and incorporated into my professional as well as my personal life so i've done i do a lot of dream work as well as many other modalities with my clientele And then um, maybe some 15, 20 years ago, I got connected with an organization, a wonderful organization, big shout out to IASD, which is the International Association for the Study of Dreams. I actually, tomorrow, I'm getting on a plane to Tucson um, for the conference, the annual conference. And this is the first time we're meeting live in three years because of the pandemic. So I'm so excited.
1: that is fantastic
2: and then the last thing i'll say is um i had started at one point um i i knew after doing this work for a long time that i had at least one book in me to write only my my daughter was young i was teaching at boston university i had a private practice and it's like i don't have time to write a book and my friends in my dream circle said well just start a blog." So I did. And for about seven years, I wrote a blog. And then when the time is right, I just took myself away for a long weekend and wrote 60 pages from the blog. That was my first book called Modern Dreamwork, uh, New Tools for Decoding Your Soul's Wisdom. And I was that came out in 2019. And I wasn't planning to write uh, another book quite so soon. Um, But with the state of the world being what it is, I felt just called and an urgency to to not wait to get out some information on handling both personal and ancestral and global trauma and nightmares. So I kind of had a fast track with the second one.
1: Well, I am. um, I'm always fascinated by how people got to where they are, right? Like, like, um, you know, life is a dream. Right. Uh, I'm thinking about that 40 years of the dream circle and how, oh man, I'm just so curious as to how that affected all of your lives, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of support. Mm-hmm. So, in your dream circles, do you get together and talk about your dreams? Do you talk so about the, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well,
2: mm-hmm. finish what you're saying. I'm sorry.
1: I was going to say, you do talk about the importance of dreaming. What do you do? Like, I want to come. Go ahead, <laughs> talk about it.
2: That's so cool. <laughs> so, I have, uh, a couple different kinds of dream circles. My personal one, in the beginning, of course, we got together and mostly focused on dreams. Um, it's this particular group. My personal one is, is a leader-less group, meaning nobody leads it. We all sort of share, holding the space and just kind of take turns. And we keep it very, very small. We, we once had five people and found that five was too many. So yeah. we do four.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get and that.
2: Up until the pandemic, we always got together and had a meal first and then did dream work together. We brought our dreams. Since the pandemic, we've been eating less <laughs> together because of, you know, first we were we were Zooming for a while, you know, just doing it all on Zoom. And now we're meeting live again. And um, so basically we get together. And now we usually at least bring a snack, you know, to feel at home and welcome. And we check in a little bit about our life and we say, hey, I have a dream or I don't have a dream today or I have a dream I really want to talk about or I have we just kind of check in about a little bit of if we have a dream and then each person who has a dream gets a chunk of time and we work on the dream together in many, many different ways. There are so many different modalities and styles of working and it's not about interpreting dreams though. It's not, I'm telling you what your dream means. I'm helping you discover what your dream means i might ask questions we learn in iasd um, to do a, a respectful projection to say if it were my dream i might think this or if this were my dream i might wonder about this symbol but i don't say oh this is that that's up to the dreamer him or herself um, so in the Personal dream circle, we just kind of flow with that, and then I run dream circles as well. I have a, a long-term per group that I've been facilitating, and this is a group where people, you know, pay to come. Um, and that one has six people. We meet for two hours. We always meet. And um, gosh, I don't think there's been any turnover for 15 years. <laughs> so over the years, you know, there's been turnover because that one's been going on for a good 30, 35 years. So we don't have all the same people, but I think it's been unchanged for the last 15. And then I do short-term dream circles with people. I, people like yourself or listeners um, say, hey, I'd like to start a dream circle. And we agree, okay, I'm going to help set you up. We'll meet for four to six times with me facilitating. And then you get the tools and go off and continue um, on your own. Or you check in once every few months and say, hey, come and, you know, facilitate a meeting for us. So it's a whole lot of different ways to
1: do it. So I want to Man, I have like so many questions going through my head right now. What is the importance of dreams? And this is a big question. How do we utilize the dream space to enhance our uh, daydream?
2: <laughs> Great <laughs> questions. Well, well phrased. You got a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll, I'll titrate. I'll titrate. Um, over this, the years, over the millennia, there have been many, many thoughts and ideas about the purpose and meaning of dreams. What we do know is that we dreams have been attended to and recorded from ancient times. Mm-hmm. And in ancient times and throughout history, continuing today in Native and Indigenous tribes, the Strong dreamers and the strong dream workers and the dreams are the people who are most revered and honored in the clan or the tribe or the group, because in our dreams, we get to peek around the corners of time and space because the dreams come from a part of us that is choose your phrase above, beyond, deeper, higher, D, of the above than our conscious minds. We know that our prefrontal cortex is where our our conscious everyday walk around linear declarative minds sort of reside, our thinking minds, our connective minds. We also know that there's a whole lot of not only our brain, but of our entire body mind system that we don't exactly know how it works yet, but that we do have access to information that is accessed differently than regular linear Western thought. Mm -hmm. Whether we call it the unconscious, whether we call it the subconscious, whether we call it the divine, whether we call it deeper wisdom, whether we call it other dimensions, this has been known for millennia. And when we dream, we are able to access this portal into the other side and um, come back with information that can help not only us in our own lives, but potentially has messages for our friends, our family, and for the world at large.
1: I um I told you before the show, and just letting the listeners in that I love dream work. Like I've had a dream journal next to my bed for years. I don't I don't even quite remember where when I began doing it, but um, th- this to me is man, I, it's such a thrilling, exciting topic for me and like i said i have so many questions because we do enter that other realm in our dream work and there's there's so many different types of dreams and i think i'll ask you what are the types of dreams that a person can have and i think sometimes they confuse people right like for instance i had someone come the other day and she's telling me about a dream and i i'm thinking to myself like you she's the only one that can interpret that dream i'm not going to interpret her dream but she was talking about the dream as though it was going to actually happen Mm -hmm. and i was i was i was kind of getting it's 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 not about that it's about Mm -hmm. this whole other thing so Mm -hmm. that's a really big question (laughs) but what are the types of dreams that we have right just jump in there anywhere you want great
2: so there are many different types of dreams and i'll i'll illuminate or or walk through some of the different types. But what I wanna back up to before that, what is also true is that each dream can have many layers of simultaneous truth that are different, right? It's not only a dream means this or that, it can mean this and that and that and that too. And it can have meaning for us personally and for other people in our life. And one of the methods that I put together in terms of working with dreams is this Pardes method that looks at, uh, it breaks it down into a four layer system of looking at ever deepening inquiry into the layers of, of a dream. So the word Pardez itself means orchard in Hebrew. And it also is an acronym. And when we read the holy books of the Torah in Hebrew, through a Kabbalistic lens, we look at four layers of inquiry. So each of the letters, the P, the R, the D and the S is the um, first letter of the Hebrew word for that layer of inquiry. So the P in Pardes is for Pshat, which means simple. So the P is, this is your dream. This is the story, the imagery, the landscape. And sometimes when we work with a dream, we just really enjoy the layer of this was a fun dream, this was a profound dream, this was a beautiful dream, this was a sexy dream, I don't want to interpret this, I just had a good time, um, <laughs> perfectly fine. So that's layer one, the simple layer. Layer two, the R, which is the remes, which stands for hint. This is the hinted at layer, excuse me, not stands for it, means remes in Hebrew means hint. This is the first associations you get. when You wake up for your dream and you go, oh, yeah, I think that I dreamt about traveling in India because I had Indian food for dinner last night and we were having a conversation about Hinduism. Oh, yeah, that's why I dreamt I was traveling in India. Okay, so it's your first kind of simple associations or you might say, oh, that person in the dream She kind of looks like my mom. It wasn't my mom, but she reminded me of my mom. So maybe it was my mom in the dream. So that's the renters layer, where you don't have to work too, too hard, but you can still get ideas as to what is calling your attention. It could be something just from the day before, could be sort of a rinsing out of yesterday's business, um, or could be something from weeks or months or years prior. The third layer, the D, stands for drush, which is from the word lidrosh, which means to chase after. So this is the revealed layer. This is the layer where we do the deep dream work, where we use a variety of different methods of dream work to really peel back the layers. We might use the gestalt method, for example, where every person, every object, every uh, landscape, even in your dream is some aspect of yourself So in Gestalt, if you dreamt about um, a wolf, you might say, the wolf part of me, or the running brook part of me, as you talk about your dream, or you might have uh, work with symbol and metaphor in this layer, you might work in this layer with what we call prodromal dreams, and these are the medic alert dreams where you're dreaming about potential yeah. health issues that you should be paying attention to and in the literature and the writing there's many many stories of people who have pre-dreamed possible health issues and through working on an inter and i use the word interpreting but understanding a possible meaning of their dream they went to their doctors and said i know this sound crazy but test me for this and they caught something yeah. early yeah. before it progressed and got treatment. Um, there are many stories in the dream world literature about um, how you use, use prodromal dreaming. Um, this is also the layer where if you have unfinished business in your life, where you have ish- issues, right, if you will, with, with family, with friends, with relatives, this can show up. We might start to get the shadow side showing up here, where we are engaging with our dark side with our own personal or collective demons. And we have to figure out what do we need first to feel safe enough to engage with them and, and uh, interact. And then second, what do they want from us and what do we need to do to bring some healing? And then the last layer, and then I'll stop and give you a chance to keep going. The last layer, the S stands for sud which means secret. So here we have the mystical layer. Right here is the spiritual layer, the transpersonal layer, the other worlds, other dimensions, the possibility of not only connecting with the divine in whatever form you might connect with him, her, them, it, as well as departed relatives or other um, beings from other other sides of the portal. So those are the layers we might use, and we might get to all four layers if we have enough time. And sometimes we might just get to one or two, depending on time
1: and interest of the dreamer. I I love this so much. You know, I read that in your book. And by the way, to the for the listeners, um, you do have um, guidelines and, and exercises in the book that can help people kind of do this for themselves. But this idea that it's all of that, right? Like you go through all those layers. I just love that. Um, I'm thrilled by that because it, I think it helps us go deeper and deeper and and not get so boggled down by, oh oh my goodness, I had a dream I was in Safeway and there were crocodiles swimming through the air, right? You know, like, okay, let's figure out what that's really all about, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we are going to take a little station break and I just... um, ah like so much happening in this conversation uh this is loretta brown my guest today linda yale schiller we're talking about her new book pts dreams transform your nightmares from trauma through healing dream work and we are gonna uh when we get back from our break we are going to talk about what's the difference between like a dream and a nightmare and we're going to go a little bit deeper into it so let's just take a little station break we'll be right back Energy
0: is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive, healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki Master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. alternative talk 1150 here to uplift your day and stay tuned coming up next is an encore presentation of the original loretta brown show fortunately loretta is on her little hiatus over to egypt for the next few weeks so we're going to bring you some great encore presentations from the last few years and today's show is back from july of 2022 with integrative and embodied dream work and healing expert dr linda schiller enjoy Welcome back to the
1: original Loretta Brown show. We took a little break. Those people on YouTube, I know you were still with us. And now for the people on the air, um, we are back. My guest today, Linda Yale Schiller, her book, PTS Dreams, Transform Your Nightmares from Trauma Through Healing Dreamwork. These shows are archived. You can download them for free on the KKNW 1150. And of course, we're on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, and all that stuff. I have to, because I'm selfish, Linda, I have to know what you were going to say. Uh, The people that were listening, uh, uh, you you know what was happening, but the people on the air. I was telling Linda about a dream I had years ago where um, uh, I inherited my grandmother's piano, and I had a dream the night before the piano came where my grandfather, who was not my biological grandfather, brought me the piano out of the sky out of the air and brought it down and there were a couple of fans underneath that were elaborately decorated like japanese uh paintings and i could choose one of those and i chose the most complicated one so what were you going to ask me i am okay putting that out in the public air (laughs) um
2: i wanted go back to the dream for a second because i think if i'm not mistaken there was a little bit missing from the second telling yes in your first telling of the dream did you not say something about opening the fans and you had to choose which one you wanted to go up
1: yes they were like stairs up
2: like stairs Mm -hmm. okay yeah okay that's very important i didn't want to miss that um, the first question I'm going to ask you is one of the keys to doing dream work, which is what is the emotional narrative to the dream? Uh, the emotional resonance we have with the dream makes it a completely different dream depending on the emotion we have associated with it. So let me ask you that first before I ask any other questions.
1: Um, this dream was, wow, I had so many emotions, exciting, mm-hmm. uh, happy, thrilling, um, it was my grandmother's piano. I played it as a little girl in her home mm. and yeah, I was coming. Right. Yeah. 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 So
2: that's when I would have guessed from the way you told it. But as a dream worker, I don't want to presuppose that I'm right. So I want yeah. to double check. So this is a guide for all dream workers. Don't presume you know what your dreamer is going to say or what they feel. Check it out with the dreamer first. So I think that this is what we call a confirmatory dream. So Mm -hmm. this dream, it feels now, for those of you who might just be listening, when I said that Loretta had a big breath and like a sigh and she nodded her head, which visually and and to my ears looked like, okay, that's a hit.
1: Yeah.
2: It was something that resonated because I'm reading your body language. Right. So this dream confirmed that you are the, um, there's a word, the disciple, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the right word, but you were the inheritance of not only your grandmother's piano, but of her legacy and her lineage. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And I think there's probably a really special connection between you and your grandma. Mm-hmm. And the dream, I think, came to confirm that this is gifted to you. Let me reframe that. If this were my dream, (laughs) I would think that this dream came to confirm the gift. And what I particularly was struck by were these beautiful fans. And I want to ask you some questions. There are two things that caught my attention that were So when you're listening, when you're doing dream work yourself, notice what catches your attention. The two things that especially caught my attention were the fans and the fact that you said, and you were very clear to underline, this was your grandfather, but not my biological grandfather. And you underlined that a couple of times. So that was of interest to me because it was like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) The fan thing, you said you could step up on these fans. I had an association as I heard that with staircase to heaven yeah and yes. did you as well you're nodding yes. yeah so this is a portal through for you to connect to um accessing something holy perhaps and divine that's connected with music and your grandmother through yes. this gift does that yes. sound yeah.
1: right it's spot on and it's interesting you know my my grand I, I adored my grandfather and I always have to remind myself he was not my biological grandfather because I never knew my biological grandfather, right? He died, but long before I came along. And um, yeah, that (coughs) stairway to heaven um, and this divine thing, there's a lot I could say about it. But since we're on the air and I want people to hear more from you, um, I thank you from my heart. Thank you for that.
2: Mm. Thank you. You're very well. And let me just say family is not just biology. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So whether or not you shared any DNA with your grandfather, here's your grandfather. Yeah, right.
1: Period full step. Yeah, absolutely. So I loved that. And I hope that helped the listeners. Because when we're, we're talking about dream work, we can get really kind of tangled up in it a little bit, trying to understand because you have such great knowledge. So I want to I want to jump right in, you know, our time's going by quickly, I'm just like scratching my head. What is the difference between a dream and a nightmare? And how does PTSD, you know, come into this? And, and yeah, go from there.
2: Okay. So the short answer to the first part of the dream, the difference between a dream and a nightmare goes right back to that question of the emotional narrative. What are the emotions connected with the dream? If you're feeling primarily positive emotions in the dream, you're having a nice dream. If you're feeling negative emotions in the dream, you're having a bad dream. If you're feeling terrifying emotions in the dream, you're having a nightmare. So somebody can have the same dream image. Uh, I dream of encountering a bear in the woods, and you dream of encountering a bear in the woods. But if I dream of encountering the bear and it's like, oh, hello, my totem animal. Hello, my friend, the bear. I'm happy to see you. That's one kind of dream. But if you dream of encountering a bear in the woods and you think, oh, my God, I'm going to be attacked. I better run. Get out of here. I'm so scared. That's a nightmare. Right. So it's the emotional resonance with the content of the dream that tells us, is this a nightmare or not?
1: So, you know, a lot I I kind of alluded to this at the beginning of the show, but a lot of my clients have been having nightmares truly um activated by you know the events of the world right and so kind of lead us through a little bit like how do we deal with this how how is this beneficial to us how do we wade through it utilize it you know all of that you have so much to say i know you do yeah so
2: interrupt me when you need to, because I might get on a roll, so feel free.
1: Um, I think your role's good with me. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> when our personal or family, family or global world has events that are more than we can handle, that are more than our system can metabolize, We experience those events as traumatic. It could be in your personal life, in your childhood, growing up. could be in a family system. It could be in your work environment. And of course, it could be things that affect everyone in the world, like the pandemic, like global warming, like the war in Europe, like violence, like shooting, like on and on and on. So in the last few years, just like you talked about in your introduction with the astrological stage of uh, the world we're in, we have been sort of in unprecedented times where our personal histories and our world histories are sort of colliding. So I too have seen with my clients, those who I work with who have personal histories of trauma in their life, whether it was childhood abuse, whether it was growing up um, in a neglectful or an alcoholic family system, whether it was displacement, whether it was immigration, whatever it was where they're growing up. And they've been doing their work and we've been meeting and they've been making some progress and some healing. Some of them got slammed in the last few years with the pandemic because it re-triggered a lot of the early things that they thought they were maybe done with, but all of a sudden they're dealing with it at a whole new level. They were worried about danger or, or violence in their home. All of a sudden now, if you go out and you breathe the air, could there be danger and violence, right? Or if you walk down the street, if you go to a 4th of July parade, you know, could you get shot? That's something most people never thought about until the last few years. So we have this collision between the person and the collective that for some people has created such a, a shock to the system that it's more than we can digest, it's more than we can metabolize, and it's starting to show up more and more for some people as nightmares. Ironically, that's the good news because If we're getting the nightmares, we're getting an SOS from our unconscious, Mm -hmm. it says, heads up, you need to pay attention to this stuff. You need to work through this stuff and get some help, whether it's you working yourself with your dreams, you working with your friends, your family, you getting a dream circle, you getting a therapist or a dream worker who really knows both about dreams and trauma so that it doesn't stay buried underground, so that it doesn't stay just going round and round in your head. Because once you get the nightmare out into the air and begin to work it and kind of air it out, you can breathe some life and healing and air into it and bring in resources to help deal with the upsets in the dream that may or may not have originally been in the dream you dreamed. And in doing so, redream dream the dream and practice finding alternative options and solutions to whatever scary bad ending you had when you woke up feeling this is a nightmare.
1: Now, when people read your book, can they work through this stuff on their own? Is it better to reach out to a professional like you? What, you know, like, what do you have to say about that? Like, I loved your book. I mean, I'm gonna go back through, I actually, Uh, You know I some of those exercises like how to set up the dreams how to kind of work through them i'm very much into that.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah. So the book is is written purposely with an eye for both professionals and the lay reader the the, the, the general reader and I think both professionals and the general reader can read it and, and get a takeaway and get useful ways of working with their dreams. If you know for sure not you personally but if the listener knows for sure they have a history of personal trauma in their life that has not been sufficiently resolved it's probably a good idea to deal with your nightmares with a professional and by sufficiently resolved is an interesting thing because when something has happened to us right it's not going to be as if it didn't happen because if it happened it happened however a hallmark of healing is And I say this, I think somewhere in the book, how do we know if we've healed from a traumatic event in our life when we can think about that traumatic event or events and it's just a memory, period. Oh yeah, that happened and it happened a long time ago and it's not happening anymore. And you're not still having an emotionally upsetting response to the memory of the events then you know you have sufficient healing, so it's not still renting space and running your life. If someone does not have a knowledge of personal trauma in their life that is unresolved, by all means, try this yourself and be on the lookout. Can you stay centered? Can you stay grounded? Can you go there Can you set up a situation where you're feeling contained and safe enough? And that's part of the Gaia method is we start with safety. We always start with safety. Can you get yourself with yourself or with your friends or with your dream circle? Does it feel safe enough for you to dip your fingers or toes into the scary stuff in the dream without sort of decompensating in in the process? And if the answer is yes, by all means, go for it.
1: If somebody is doing some kind of dream work or even if they're just having a dream, let's say even a nightmare and they wake up and they're emotionally all over the place. What advice can you give them? Mm -hmm. How can they deal with that?
2: So if you wake up in the night and you've had a nightmare and you're upset, Mm -hmm. one of the first things to do is as soon as you are awake enough, remind yourself that you had a dream. Okay. Here I am. I'm in my bed. I'm in my bedroom, this is my lamp, this is my partner, this is my cat, you know, whoever or whatever is in the room with you, I'm, I'm safe right here, right now. If you're in Seattle, if you're in Boston, if you're in California, I'm here in Boston, I'm safe, I'm in my bedroom. Ground yourself in the reality of what's true in this world in the present moment. And then take a breath. Right. Then take a breath. And then the next thing to do is as soon as you're ready, get it down. I strongly recommend that people get journals. There are people who say, no, I don't write anymore. I just you know, either type it on my phone or my computer, or I dictate it into my phone yeah. or whatever. If that's the only way you can get it down, feel free to do that. If you can actually put it in handwriting, the physical act of writing, the somatic expression of what you felt emotionally is gonna get some level of release through that action of writing that you're not gonna get in quite the same way. Plus you can then see it later on, which is an advantage. And you can see what your handwriting looks like. Now, if it's the middle of the night or even in the morning, (laughs) don't worry if you're scribbling, don't worry if it goes off the page. You can get even like a little pen light um, so you can see in the dark. I have actually a little book light because I love to read. And sometimes I have what's called um, biphasic sleeping sometimes, which basically means I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep. This is very common, by the way. And I was so relieved, right? I was so relieved when I learned this was the norm because in the the olden days, right? Before electricity, people would go to sleep when the sun went down. And then they would frequently wake up in the middle of the night and they'd get up, they'd maybe talk to their partner, they'd maybe meditate a little, have a snack, and they'd be up for an hour or two and then go, and they would call the first sleep and the second sleep. And that was the norm back in those days. I was so relieved to find that out because I was really concerned, particularly, you know, since menopause, there's been a change in my sleeping habits. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I have a little book light that clips right onto my book. So if I need to get up and read in the middle of the night, I just turn my little book light out. So you can use that if you want to write your nightmare or your dream down, just write it down. And by yeah. that time, you've probably calmed yourself down enough. If not, I have some other suggestions.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love that by the way. I, um, you know, I find that in writing them and I do write them right that more information comes out. And I even discover that, like, if in the middle of the night I'm jotting down whatever, and then I wake up in the morning and before I move too much, I take a look at that, um, I can actually write more. It's it's some kind of a weird thing that happens. Um, I want to just kind of make this um, statement. It's, it's a question statement. But you can use dream work to help yourself with anything and everything, right? Like, I call it seeking answers. Like, especially I'm thinking about my clients who have diseases, you know, which, by the way, uh, being diagnosed with something is trauma. It can be traumatizing. That's right. right? That's right. So can you talk a little bit about uh, healing dreams or that kind of a thing?
2: Yeah. Um, Healing dreams. There's the healing before and healing after. So if you... At any point in time, if you have a sense that you need healing in for your physical body, your soul, your mind, any part of you that needs healing, you can do what's called dream incubation. And dream incubation basically means you spend a few minutes before going to sleep writing about the issue that you want healing about. And you can write one sentence, you can write three pages, whatever works for you, and invite and ask for healing. From whatever is the place that you think healing comes from, whether it's the universe, whether it's God, whether it's Jesus, whether it's Archangel Michael, whether it's Buddha, whether it's the force, whoever and whatever is your word or words for that divine source of infinite healing, ask for a healing and write it down on the piece of paper, please give me a healing to answer this question or from this issue or dilemma. And then in the morning or in the night, when you get a dream, write the dream on the same page as the question. Yeah. Somewhere there's gonna be a connection. Sometimes it might jump right out at you. Other times you might have to work it, you know, go through those layers a little bit to find the connection between your question and the dream. But it'll be there somewhere. And if you don't get a dream right away, keep, keep doing it night after night because sometimes we need to prime the pump. Yeah, particularly if you're not used to doing this kind of work, you might need some some practice. um, Yeah, that.
1: Um, Wow, thank you for that. I love it. Uh, For the listeners, Linda Yale Schiller, her book, PTS Dreams, Transform Your Nightmares from Trauma Through Healing Dreamwork. And I want to tell you that I really encourage everybody to get into dream work. This book, just get it. It, she leads you through the understanding of things and also exercises that you can do on your own. And my goodness, who knows? Um, you know, this is just a dream that we're just living a dream. So um, maybe the two things can connect together. Mm-hmm. So we've got like one minute, Linda. Last words, where do people find you? Where do they find your book? Oh, thank you. So I have a
2: website for my new book. That's simply www. Ptsdreams.com and you can read like what the book is about, see other you know, upcoming events. If you're on the West, if you're on the East Coast, I've got a book launch coming up in Belmont at Belmont Bookstore September 15th. Um, and I have my own website as well, if you want to read a little about me, linda lschiller.com. Yeah, so those would be the best ways to find me. And just because I know we only have like one minute left, two two quickie things. I I love how you keep saying, you know, this is a, you know, this is a dream. And I keep thinking, row, row, row your boat. Yes. You know, life is but a dream. It's like, "Mm, they were onto something there. (laughs) And the final thing I want to say, it might be final, because I think we're out of time, is the last chapter of the book is the key, which, and the title is, I'm, I'm, paraphrasing the title because I don't have the book in front of me, but it's transforming PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, into PTSG, post-trauma spiritual growth. And that's the thrust of this book, that we are hardwired for healing. We're meant to heal. And doing this work allows us to not only heal, but actually gain spiritual growth and wisdom in the process.
1: Wonderful, thank you so much. This is Loretta Brown. Everybody go out there, stay calm and let's dream a new world together. Linda Yell Schiller, so much love to you. Touched my heart today. Thank you so thank much. You.